0: Hey, welcome to Home Church Podcast. It is a good day to have a good day. I'm Pastor Jerry Kuhn, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. My hope is that you will respond to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you in and through this message today. And I believe that he will draw you into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, where you are passionate about loving God, doing good, and being a friend. I hope that you enjoy the message today. say in jesus mighty name you gotta say amen. amen you can't sit there listen when i when i pray around the house my two-year-old son will say amen so if he can do it you can do it so in jesus mighty name everybody said amen. all right that's what i'm talking about we're starting to sound pentecostal in here no, i'm kidding we're not pentecostal we just follow jesus that's what we believe we want to read the whole bible the whole bible nothing but the bible so help me god um okay so Acts 17 verses 22 through 27 it says this we're gonna read really quick story i usually am lying to you guys when i say that but i promise it's only five verses tonight and paul then stood up in the meeting of the uh, orega i can't say that word paul stood up in the meeting that's all we need to know and he said this he said people of athens i see that in every way you are very religious For as I've walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. So you are ignorant. This took a a turn. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. Verse 24. The God who made the world and everything in it "...is the Lord of heaven and earth, and does not live in temples built by human uh, hands. And he is not served by human hands, and as if he needed anything, rather he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history, And the boundaries of their land. God did this so that we would seek him. Somebody say seek him. him. And perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though he is not far away from any of us. See, Paul is on this quest. If you know anything about Acts, Paul is on this quest to spread the gospel. And you know what? I believe you and I are on that same quest. I believe that when we accept Jesus Christ into our heart, that there is something inside of us that says, I cannot allow people to not know this good news. And so as Paul was on this quest, he runs into the people of Athens, and he sees, he's about to speak before them, and he sees this sign, and it says, To the unknown God. And man, as a Christian man, as somebody that knows Jesus, it bothers Paul that they have this sign up that says to the unknown God. And he says, hey, listen really quickly. I can see that you guys are religious. I can see that you guys want somebody or something to praise. I can see that you you have this expectation of what you are putting your hope in, but you just don't know who you're speaking to. And so he begins to inform them about Christ. And here's the thing that I want to start off with tonight. I want to start off with, it has to be more than a religion. How many of you guys know kind of throughout the course of our life and, and the way that we live and, and you know, just the, the world we're growing up in today, religion is kind of a negative word. Has anybody kind of realized that? Like if, if someone calls you religious, do you take that as a compliment or are you like, no, I'm not religious. Take it as a compliment. See, me personally, when someone calls me religious, it frustrates me if I can be honest with you, Jackson, because I'm like, no, I'm not like, I'm not religious. I'm not just going to church, going through the motions, trying not to say bad words, trying not to do bad things, making sure I'm at Sunday school on time. Like my personal opinion, sometimes to me, that seems like, religious have you guys ever heard the saying well it's not a religion it's a relationship has anyone ever heard that saying at all man y'all need to get around some more so so one thing that was always said when me and pastor aubrey was growing up is it's not about a religion it's about a relationship with jesus right and so that always to me i thought man that's amazing that's so true like Like it's not about being religious and being this perfect person and 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 you know trying to live up to all of these rules and all of these expectations, but it's about personally knowing him. And I really think that this is the point that Paul is trying to get across to the Athens. He says to him this, he says, hey, listen, you you want to worship, you're religious, you're meeting together, you're praying together, but who exactly are you talking to? Who exactly are you worshiping? Who exactly are you taking your problems and your cares and your fears and your worries? Who are you taking them to? Because you don't even know who you're worshiping. And he begins to tell them about God. See, here's the thing. There is a world's definition of religion, and then there is a God's definition of religion. See, what I what I want to tell you guys is the world's definition of religion is exactly what I said. Going through the motions, just kind of doing it because you were raised that way. Maybe you feel like you gotta go. If not, your friends or your family will shun you, or you know, you, you were raised a Christian, so you go to church. You know, whatever example I can give you, to me, that kind of is my own personal opinion of what religion is. It's not really a knowing God, it's not a, re- a relationship with God. It's more so just a bunch of motions. It's a bunch of acts. It's, a, it's an outside appearance, but it's not an inside recognition of how good he is and how much he loves you. Does that make sense to you guys? And so that's the world's definition of what religion is. But I want to explain to you guys tonight the word or God's definition of religion. And I'm going to take you to James chapter 1, verse 27, and it says this religion that god our father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world and so i want to backtrack and say that i always had this negative perspective of what the word religion meant until i read james chapter 1 verse 27 when i realized that maybe we've been using this word all wrong Maybe this term religion or religious could be a good thing if we actually knew what it meant. And we find out in James chapter 1 verse 27 exactly what it means. I want to just highlight something from that verse just really quickly. It says to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. How many guys know that in order for you and I to continue to gain in our relationship with Christ, to get to know him more, to get to be more like him, there are some things that we have to say no to? Do you guys know that? Like one of the biggest examples that are ever used is, for instance, when you're trying to get in physical shape, right? You got to say no to the cookies you got to say no to the ice cream. you got to say no to the, the late-night cravings of whatever it is that you're just wanting, a Snickers bar or whatever. I'll tell you guys, I got up this morning at 5 a.m., y'all. I went to the gym. I was excited. I was pumped up. I even put kale in my protein powder smoothie this morning. I'm serious. I mean, I was going all out. And then I get to work, and they had donuts. Come on. Listen, I've got to keep myself from being polluted from the things of this world. And I have to admit, I failed. I did all of that work to get to, to I did all that work to get to work. And I had a cake donut with chocolate icing. Can I get an amen? It was amazing. But again, my point is in order for me to really grow in my fitness goals, what am I gonna to have to start saying no to? Donuts in that case. Yeah, sugar, you uh, junk food, all of those things. But let me flip the script really quickly. This has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. And Jackson told me, Jackson said, uh, I was preaching at FCA a couple weeks ago. And Jackson said, Pastor James, you did good. And I said, well, man, thank you, Jackson, because he doesn't always say that to me. But I said, man, thank you, Jackson. He said, you know, tonight... You stayed on topic. And, and, uh, and so I don't, I don't always do a good job of staying with one subject. But us talking about like a, a physical diet, like eating kale, eating, eating salads, eating, you know, chicken and steamed vegetables and all that stuff. I want to ask you guys this. Do you know that being religious or being close to God is even talking about refraining from things we're talking about spiritually? Like you can't be on a junk food diet in your spirit And expect to feel close to God. What do I mean by a junk food diet in your spirit? Does anybody know? Like I'm talking like you're you're watching bad shows. You're listening to bad music. You're hanging out with the wrong crowd. You're you're putting all these bad things in. But you're like, God, why don't I feel close to you? Why don't I feel like I used to? Why don't I feel like when I pray, you hear me? Nothing's changed on God's end. But what are you putting in? Because that's what's going to come out. The Bible says what's done in the dark shall be rewarded or seen in the light. And so what I'm expressing to you guys today is that ultimately for you and I to use this term religion correctly, we have to understand that it means refraining from a world that brings forth death because the, because the world is just completely covered. And as what we know since the fall of man is sin. And sin, the wages of sin, produces death. In other words, when I am doing sinful things, the result is never going to be life. It's always going to be death. And what do I mean by death? Like, yes, physically, you and I, we're going to die someday. Hands down, no doubt about it. Make this life count. Um, but what I'm telling you is, when I say death, I don't mean just like physical death. I'm talking about spiritual death. I'm talking about depression. I'm talking about anxiety. I'm talking about things that you and I begin to, to uh, experience when, we, when we're not exactly pressing in with God. and what I will tell you is those things aren't always a result of not pressing in with God. You and I are going to go through hardship. It doesn't that's God calling hold on. Hold on Lord, I'm preaching. okay uh, Listen, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is those things are always a result of you not being a great Christian because the Bible says that that it's going to rain on the just and the unjust. So please don't if you're going through anxiety or depression or anything like that, don't take it that Pastor James is saying you're not close to God. What I am saying is we are more likely to open ourselves up to those things if we are not striving to be in the presence of God and doing godly things. Does that make sense? And so I just want to clarify that because I don't want you guys to be misled by your pastor. But I want you to know that the world has a definition. Eyes up here, guys. Hey, stay with me. Give me like 10 more minutes and I promise I'm done. The world has a definition of religion. But God also has a definition of religion, that we would help people in need and that we would live a life like him. And so I want to correct the phrase really. Uh, Instead of saying it's not about religion, it's about relationship, I, I just want to put it this way. I want to say that religion isn't worth it if a committed relationship with Jesus doesn't follow it. Religion isn't worth it if a committed relationship with Jesus doesn't follow it. So it's not about Jesus preached on this so much in the gospel He was talking about hey, listen, don't just pray for people to recognize you Don't just quote bible scriptures for people to recognize you Don't just dress like a christian and walk around like a goody two shoes for people to recognize you If you're going to do those things do it because you're solely devoted to christ and because you absolutely love him Do it for him do it do it in secret do it when you're by yourself because character is not when everybody is watching. Character is when you are alone. Will you still make the right decision? Will you still do the, the things that you do out and open in front of people? Will you still make those good, godly decisions? Because at the end of the day, it's about a relationship. It's about knowing him. It's not about this act that we put on. Because guess what? I hate to tell you guys this. As your youth pastor, Cash, you can fool the dog out of me. Like I could believe you're just this great kid. I, I know you are, son. I'm just giving you an example. I'm just giving you an example. Hey, listen, I can believe that Zoe is just this amazing kid. I can believe. Hey, hey, I didn't ask for no commentary. Zoe's good. Leave her alone. I can I can believe. I can believe that you're just the best Christian since sliced bread, that you're like Jesus 2.0. Like, I can believe all of these things, which nobody is. I so just want to say that. But what I'm saying is y- you can fool me. But you'll never fool God. You can act like nothing's going on in your life. You can act like you have nothing to deal with. That you're not going through anything. That that you're, that things are impacting you. That they're not impacting your walk with Christ. And you can fool me. Unfortunately, as much as I'd like to say I'm close to God and that I have discernment, there are some things that are going to get by me. But man, can I tell you guys? Nothing gets by God. Nothing gets by God. And so when we when we press after Him, it needs to be about Him. Solely. And so here's the thing. I want to ask you guys a question tonight. Based off this, this uh story, we read about Paul talking to the Athens. They don't know God. They have this sign that says God is unknown. And I want to ask you guys today, the thing that bothers me about this story, I think that I wanted to preach on is because I, I don't believe that this was just a, an issue two thousand years ago. I don't believe this was just an issue in Paul's day. I believe that you and I will stand in front of so many people, Landon, that still announce God as unknown. They don't know who He is. They don't. They don't know anything about Him. I mean, yeah, they've been they've been drugged to church every Sunday, Hadley, but they don't know Him. And you know what? Here's the thing. That for you and I, that's an obligation that you and I have to understand that we will encounter people, Maddox, that don't know Him. That it's our job to tell them about him amen cash amen brother all right right, stay with me cash stay with me all right so really quickly i want to ask you guys how many people can you think of that if they were being completely honest with you they would describe god as an unknown god sure they know about him they know what church is they know they know that we are worshiping a god but do they know him intimately Maybe you're in that situation. Maybe you're like, hey, I've come to church a lot, but if I'm being completely honest with you, like, I don't know God. And I want to know God. And let, let me tell you something. There's no condemnation here. You can know God, and you can have just let, don't let anybody tell you different. You can have just as much of God that you want in your life and god doesn't have an age requirement god doesn't have a gender requirement i mean you do i mean i'm just going to be real honest with you guys if you was born a girl you're a girl if you was born a boy you're a boy i just want to make this statement really quickly but i want to say cuz i love you guys <laughs> listen listen really quickly god god doesn't god doesn't care if you're a boy or a girl god doesn't care if you're 20 or a hundred. God doesn't care if you make tons of money or if you make eh, a little bit of money. God wants to use you. God wants to know you. It doesn't matter wherever you find yourself in your life. God wants to be in a relationship with you. And so I want to just tell you guys really quickly, what we see in this story, it's still going on today. But here's the question. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Here's the question I want to propose to you tonight. How do you and I make god known in a world that would describe god as an unknown god how do you and i make god known how do we do it and here's the first thing the first thing i want you guys to understand in order for you and i to make god known we have to be unashamed we have to be completely unashamed of the fact that he has forgiven us of our sin set us free i know without a doubt maddox i would not be here today Trey, if it wasn't for God's goodness, I would not be standing in front of you guys today with the depression that I dealt with, with the anxiety, with the fear, with the hurt, with my mother being an alcoholic and my dad being a drug addict and all of the things that I experienced throughout my life I would not stand here in front of you guys today if it was not for how good God's been to me therefore I am unashamed of the fact that I'm a Christian I'm unashamed of the fact that he's covered me in his blood I'm unashamed of the fact that literally all of my success and everything that I'll ever do in my life I believe has contributed to me saying yes to him I am unashamed of the fact that I'm a Christian and can I tell you guys something really quickly like in order for you to carry this out well in your high school in your middle school in your sports teams in your friends groups you guys are going to have to learn to be unashamed you guys are going to have to learn to rep jesus with all you got you're going to have to learn to, to when everybody's saying yes you got to say no. And when everybody else is saying no, you've got to say yes. Because as Christians, we push against the current. We push against the flow. You and I have to learn to be unashamed of everything that God's doing in our life. And so I just want to read you a verse really quickly. Romans 1.16 says this. For I am not ashamed. This is actually Paul talking. He says, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. First the Jew and also the Gentile. And here's the second thing. I believe you and I, we must live this life ourselves. How many of you guys know, like, it takes away from you and I's witness when we're not actually practicing what we preach? Have you guys ever seen somebody that was like, yeah, I got this, and they got a, a, a Bible verse in their bio, and, you know, and they're repping Jesus, and they go to church every Sunday and all of these things, but then you catch them in a, in a bad situation, and you watch how they handle it, and you're like, man... I, you really had me, but I realize now you don't live this thing out. You don't, li- you don't practice what you preach. You're not, you're not doing what you, you said you were doing. How many of you guys know that it can take away from our witness to people around us if we are not devoted to this lifestyle? And I, again, I always tell you guys, this doesn't mean you won't mess up. God forbid you believe I have that expectation that God has that expectation. But what I mean is you genuinely live this Christian walk out and and ultimately bring people closer to him. And I have a verse for you. It's Matthew 5, 16, and it says this. In this same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And uh, our worship band, if you guys want to, you're more than welcome to come up. Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father. Who's going to glorify your Father? Them. Because they see the way that you live your life that's ultimately what this verse is saying by the way that you live your life by the way that his love shines through you that his mercy shines through you that his grace shines through you other people will glorify him and we talked about that last week when Paul and Silas were in prison and and they were you know they were going through this trial but they were praising God the people were watching them and how they responded and it impacted their life. The jailer, other people that were held, held captive, completely impacted by what? Watching somebody going through exactly what they were going through, but just handling it with this light inside of them. That's what you and I are called to do. And here's the last thing. You and I, we're going to have to be bold. We're going to have to be bold enough to take a stand. Last verse, Matthew ten twenty. it says this for it will not be you speaking but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Listen, I kind of took that verse and I know I can't explain everything behind it in the short amount of time that we have, but that that verse always encourages me because there's moments guys where man, I'm scared. I'm scared to talk about Jesus in my workplace. I'm scared to 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 you know, come up here and preach. Sometimes I'm scared to preach to the big church. Sometimes, to be honest with you, I feel like, man, I'm not enough. Like, who am I? But then I remind myself, it's not about me. It's about that commitment I made to Christ where I say, you know what, Lord, you called me to this. And I believe that when uh, when I make myself available, when I say, God, you're enough, when I take a stand, when I'm bold, when I give God my everything, when I submit to him, I believe at that point, Grady, it's not me. It's not me speaking, it's God. And I believe that he's going to have his way. And so maybe it relates to your life in this sense. Maybe when you're at your lunch table and you hear somebody talking about, man, I, I don't know, I gave that church thing a go, I gave God a go. I, you know, and a part of you is like, man, do I, do I say something? Do I talk to them about God? Do I acknowledge what they're going through? I see somebody uh, hurt, crying, or you know, something like that. Do I go pray for them? And the answer is always yes. And there's going to be missed opportunities. There's going to be times where you get in your head and you're like, man, why did I not pray for that person? Like, what was I thinking? Like, God, forgive me. I've been there so many times. But can I tell you, God is so faithful to put you right back in that situation, Jackson, where you have that opportunity to pray for someone again, where you have the opportunity to witness about Jesus, where you have that opportunity to let your life be a light to them. And so the very last thing I want to tell you guys, be bold enough to take a stand. Because ultimately, our goal is to make Christ known. That's our goal. Our goal is to make Christ known. Wherever we go, wherever we're at, whatever whatever it is, whatever situation we find ourselves in, if we will approach it with the the perspective that we're going to make Christ known. And the hard part is, like we learned last week, sometimes we're going to be right in that situation with them. But how will we respond? How will we handle it? And so let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you. God, we know that you're good. We we recognize that. God, in moments in our faith where we struggle with making you known, I just pray, Father God, that you would help us, God. Help us to be unashamed. Help us to be a light. Help us to be bold. God, we thank you so much for that. We thank you for that ability. We thank you that, Lord, your spirit does not give us fear, Father God. You don't produce a spirit of fear inside of us, but you produce a spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And so, Father, that's what I speak over these students. I speak that over anybody who's listening to this tonight, Father God. I just speak, Lord God, that your spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind would just come into their hearts, into their lives and change them for you. God, challenge us to make you known wherever we go. We love you. We praise you. And God, I just pray for any student in here that's been wrestling condemnation, you've been going through some things, you've been dealing with anxiety, you've been dealing with fear, you've been feeling like you're not good enough, you've been dealing with anger. Whatever it is, I just want you to know God loves you so much that he's gonna love you through that. He's going to help you overcome that. You're more than an overcomer. And he loves you so, so much. Lord, I pray for every student in here. God, for the student that didn't want to be here tonight, for the student that just couldn't wait for the doors to open. God, we pray that you bless them all and that they would know that we're here and that you're here whenever they need us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more messages or find a service time you can visit us at our website homechurchtecumseh.com for more information and thank you again and until next time love God, do good, and be a friend be blessed